the following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I'm really excited about today's show. I've actually put quite a bit of research into it, and I'm anxious to talk about this subject. We are going to be talking about specifically, for the most part, European um, trafficking. I wanted to do that because we had a large-scale local case here, and uh, it triggered my thinking about how we have a tendency to put sex trafficking or labor trafficking in a little box here in Southern California as we deal with this. But it is a huge subject, and it's a very complicated subject. So I want to take this on this morning. First of all, for those of you who know me, if I sound a little different today, I am recovering from one of those colds. Some lovely person gave me a hug and gave me a flu bug. So I may be sounding like I'm going through puberty today. Bear with me. I may have to stop and cough. I hope not. Anyway, we had a case this week in Southern California. And uh, before I get too far, let me stop first. Uh, We have a call-in number. Now, I know that uh, there are thousands of people listening to this because I see the the reports, and I thank each and every one of you that listens. If you are listening live, which most most people listen to this archive because they listen around the world in different time zones, but if you are listening live here in the U.S. and you want to call in and give your opinion or your insights on this subject, you can do that by sending me or calling me at 1-866-472-5788. Let me write that, say that again in case you're writing it down. 1-866-472-5788. So, and you can always email me if you're in a different time zone or a different country and you want to email me and give me your thoughts. Please do so. I, I value those inputs. You can do that at Opal, O-P-A-L, at me and kids. So we had a case here. As most of you know, I work with the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. I uh, report to the Riverside County Sheriff Department, and I also train over at USC and uh, train chiefs of police. And now I'm training also, will be training LAPD. So, uh, you know, I I myself... Um, have had a vast amount of research on this subject. I've been looking at cases now every day, every every case in the U.S. every day for well over seven years now. And um, and I have, in the last couple of years, started looking at them around the world. I myself work out of Cambodia with Rafa House, and so I'm interested in international trafficking. Well, we had this case this last week. Um, the headline on it, and I, I don't know if I've given it to Susie to post. I don't think I put this one on there. Uh, I did put a lot of international cases on there, and she will be putting that up today. In fairness to Susie, I didn't give her much time because of my cold. Anyway, uh, this headline is nine 
Southern California residents accused in a large-scale international sex trafficking ring. And basically what happened is it accused nine Southern California residents um, in an international large-scale sex trafficking ring that abused and enslaved hundreds of Thai women who had been recruited with promises of a better life. Now, this got my attention because uh, for those of you that listen to this training regularly, many of our cases are a girl who falls in love with a guy who's a pimp and he exploits her and maybe has two or three other girls and they cover maybe a three-city area or maybe a, a three-state area and like that. Only rarely do we get these large-scale rings here in California or in, in uh, the United States because they just take a huge amount of time to develop and investigate. And in fact, local entities like, for instance, the Riverside County Sheriff may be part of that. And and when we do train law enforcement, and I last week trained in, in Wyoming uh, for law enforcement, we do train them, we teach them to look beyond their case because that's one of the keys in understanding this. It's very possible that your little case that has three to five people in it is part of a multi-state case or even, in this case, an international case. And we must train our law enforcement to look beyond their specific case, which is what happened here. They had uh, literally hundreds of Thai women who were brought in uh, and these women were brought in with uh, fraudulent visas, okay? Now, that often happens. We immediately assume that most trafficking victims are Ill illegal. That may not be true. They may be brought in legally, or they may be brought in with fraudulent visas, which is the case here. The traffickers obtain fraudulent visas for the victims and coach them on what to say during their visa interviews. They collected information from the women and then later used it to threaten them if they tried to get away. So the women did not have freedom of movement until they paid their bondage debts. They were truly modern-day slaves. The women were poor and spoke little English. They were forced by traffickers into the sex trade, sent to brothels across the city, country, and rotated from city to city. Uh, typically, they were housed in brothels that were in apartments, hotels, homes, and massage parlors. They typically had professional photographers take the pictures of the women and advertise them on websites like Backpage and Eros, E-R-O-S. The women were encouraged to get breast augmentation surgery to make their appearance more appealing. The cost of the surgery was then tacked on to their debt. There were nine bosses who ran the houses in Los Angeles, Dallas, Austin, Chicago. So here's what I want you to understand or what I really want to share with you, okay? I'm sure you're capable of understanding. I just get all excited and I don't always choose my words well. But these women were brought in on a visa. And what if you don't know what debt bondage is, what happens is they probably were applying for a job out of Thailand. And this became a Thailand case because, and, and I think that's very, very important. So often it would end right here in the U.S. But, and they're not saying what federal authorities, I find that interesting in this article. You see it's the FBI or Homeland Security. They're not identifying who this is in this case, in this article, which I find interesting. Okay. Uh, but what happened is they actually went back to Thailand and got the people there too. And, 
as I go into the UK cases and the and the Polish cases, the Italian cases, the Czech cases that I'm about to go into, that is really, really important to get out of your little box where you have your nice little case. Law enforcement likes to tidy up their case, hit it, charge them, move on. We cannot afford to do that. This is a global problem. So what do we mean by debt bondage? Well, these women probably were recruited for some sort of job over here in America, and their family or them paid a good amount of money. I just spoke to uh, an illegal individual coming up from Guatemala, and they paid $10,000 to get here. That's a huge sum of money in Cambodia or in Guatemala, and that is what happens in these rings. These people here, their family signs a debt, and they agree to pay their trafficker, not knowing they're being trafficked. So when they got here, what happened is they raised the price, and they forced them to pay more money. What happens in debt bondage is, as was the case here, is they charge you for everything. In this case, they got them to get, because they're uh, girls from Thailand, many of them don't have very large chests, and so they got them to get breast enhancement, which is easily five to $8,000. They tack that on to what they owe. They charge them for their own advertising on Backpage. So then the girl can never get out of debt. First of all, she's not keeping the money she's earning in the first place. And what is happening here is that at every turn, they're tacking on more money. And so, uh, you know, the, they collected information from the women. They were labored or used that if they tried to flee. They threatened their family back home. Now, there's some trigger points in here I want you to see to look at how to solve these cases because these brothels were taking place in apartments and homes as well as hotels and massage parlors. Now, we talked about last the last couple of weeks how to spot a massage parlor. If you see an illicit so- massage parlor, they're operating all hours of the day and night. They don't have regular pricing on their services. There's a lot of men coming and going. You know, many of the people don't speak English. It appears as if people are living in there. Report that and insist that your law enforcement take some action on it. Keep an eye out for apartments and homes where there are a large number of men coming at all hours of the day and night. And do not be distracted by the fact that there are some women coming and going. Some of the women, as was in this case, some of the women are the perpetrators. They're keeping an eye on the girls. They're doing the bookkeeping and like that. And some of the women are participating in the trafficking. So that's what to watch for. The reason I, I, this is about UK, the reason that I've taken so much time is that we here in America think that, okay, this isn't a big deal. Okay, we'll have a one-off here and there where we have these large-scale rings. Well, the minute I read that, I recognized because I look at all your rings over in the UK and you have some large scale rings compared to what is happening here in the US and we need to learn from you. Now, I only have a couple more minutes before we come up against a break, but I want to start to introduce this because I've got a lot of material and I want to cover it. The headline on this, and I believe it, Susie has it on her page, trafficking gang that sexually exploited hundreds of women. Gang of 11 from Hungary arrested after a victim escaped from an East London brothel and alerted police 
handed prison terms ranging from 20 months to 14 years. Now, I'm going to tell you, if that's the U.S., they'd get a heck of a lot longer than that. But I find the U.K. to be especially lenient on child pornography. It just makes me want to throw up. (laughs) I don't know if I can say that publicly, but I just did. Anyway, the article goes on to say a gang of traffickers in this They sexually exploited at least 250 women in 50 different brothels across the UK. 50 brothels in the UK. The UK isn't that big compared to us. 50 brothels across 250 women. Did you guys hear that? This is huge. These guys are busy. They are exploiting all kinds of people. There were seven men and four women. One more time, I believe that most women are victims. But some women are perpetrators. Seven men, four women, aged 29 to 53. They're not children. They're not teenagers. They're not young. This is not frivolous. This is one tough, nasty gang. And they are operating from Hungary to the UK. And this is really serious business. And I am proud of the law enforcement in the UK for taking this on and doing something about it. When you have 50 different brothels and 250 women, this is an absolute epidemic. It is a scourge on your society. And thank God the UK police worked with other national police and took this on and did something about it. I'm going to continue with this story when we get back. I want you to encourage you to write to me at Opal at Million Kids if you're aware of these cases and what is happening in your community. Write to me at Opal at Million Kids. Let me know who you are. We're up against that break. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. I'm sorry about my gravelly voice today, but I am not going to let this little stupid cold drag me down. I'm going to keep going. I am... uh, really deep into the subject of overseas trafficking, overseas being outside of the U.S. You know, somehow we think we have a, a you know, a claim to this, and uh, that's just not true. This is going on all around the world, and I'm not big on quoting the big numbers on slavery. I went to a thing yesterday where they were talking about 27 million, but maybe now it's 35 million. You know, those numbers don't mean anything until it happens to you or someone you know, and that number changes completely. These are large-scale, very serious gang trafficking that we need to address and take on. All too often, we'll focus a lot on the girl that is being abused down the street, and that is very, very important. But I'm telling you that there is an epidemic going on around the world. Now, a lot of this has to do with the migration problem, the refugee problem, you know, the breakdown of the Baltic states over there, the the uh, disruption going on in Libya and Nigeria. Hopefully we'll get to those subjects before this is over. But you are seeing mass migration. You're seeing refugees. You're seeing disruption of society. You're seeing the, the in uh the influence of other cultures coming in and people don't know quite how to deal with all this. In this case, this is a Hungarian gang. They were trafficking women, 250 women in 50 different brothels. They were from mostly from um, the gang was from Hungary, but it was taking place in East London. And if they had 50 brothels, it wasn't just in East London. So there were seven men, four women. They were aged 29 to 53. These are serious people. Okay, this is what you think of as a cartel-style trafficking gang. The victim, who is, uh, was the one that got free and, and reported. Now, I find this interesting because what had happened is she had been left alone, which is very rare, in a brothel in East London, and she fled by climbing out over the back garden fence and making her way to the police station. Now, here's a motivated victim willing to report. Many times you don't get a victim willing to report because they have been so beaten down. But hats off to this girl. Recognition to this young lady that when she got a chance to run, she ran. And because of her bravery, and trust me, that's bravery because she could have been killed if she had been caught. But she was able to find a, and report a ring that had over 250 women in it. One of the things I want to point out is if it, she got over the back garden fence, that this is very likely a residential brothel. You ever hear that term, see something, say something? Well, where's the neighbors? They, I mean, if you've got men coming all day and night in these things, in these residences, surely somebody else could have taken notice. But they're afraid to report 
or they think to themselves, what if I'm wrong or what if they retaliate? And so people don't report. And that's one of the passions of why I do what I want I do. I want people to come out of their shell and say enough already. I don't care if you're man, woman, and child. I don't care if you're legal or illegal. No human being ought to be exploited, either through sex or labor. We need to educate the world and be willing to step up and stamp this out. Says, goes on to say the victim's courage in escaping the gang and telling the police uh, what happened to her has ultimately resulted in the international investigation of the gang being jailed. Now, what's interesting here is I want you to follow the path of the victim because they give you some information here. And I'm working only with public knowledge. And I, I do want to give a, a shout out to The Guardian here. They, they provide this information absolutely free. A lot of these papers won't do that. They want you to subscribe or pay a fee and like that. And so the you know, journalism is for sale. I mean, that's kind of where it's at at this point. Anyway, uh, so good for the Guardian. But here's what it's saying here, that uh, what had happened is the victim had a relationship with one of the sex traffickers. Now, I'll probably butcher his name because I'm a gringo in America. And what do I know of these, these names? But it looks like Genio Barai. That's how it looks like to me, J-E-N-O. Began a relationship in Hungary, but he quickly became abusive, beating and threatening to kill her. This is one bad customer. You know, they they come on sweet, nice, loving. We're going to be in love. I'm going to take care of you. This is called Romeo pimping, by the way. And uh, and very quickly went to gorilla pimping where he controls her by force. She was forced by Barai to work as a prostitute in Hungary. And then he moved her to Austria before he brought her to the UK. Now this started in 2013 and we're reporting this in 2017. So I'm going to tell you that she was abused for at least two to three years. Now, you know, if you and I are talking about, you know, what we did on a skiing trip two years ago, that's not a big deal. If you're forced to service 15 men a day and being beaten and kicked and moved about and starved, and you're doing that every day for two, two and a half years, there's not much left of you emotionally. I give this girl credit for crawling out that window and getting over that wall and getting free and reporting it. Says here that she was forced to work as a prostitute, and then she was moved to the UK in 2013. So this this happened before July of 2013, where she was, again, sometimes made to have sex with more than 10 men a day in a brothel in Petersburg, UK. Barai then sold her to a guy named Blaga, 38. So these guys aren't young. These are serious uh, cartel kind of people. He sold her to settle a debt. Now, how do you think that feels? He told her... This blogger is known as Snake, so he sounds like a lovely character. He told her to beat her if she did not do as she was told. This is the bottom of the pit earth, folks. Here she is enslaved to a guy she once was in love with. He sold her to a guy named Snake and told her to beat her regularly. Blogger took her to a brothel where he raped her twice and forced her to have sex with multiple men. Later that month, the victim escaped and told the police about the abuse. Now, I want to give the Mets trafficking unit in the UK. I have no idea who they are, where that, what that means. But 
whoever they are, they're my heroes. The Mets trafficking unit launched a joint investigation with the Hungarian police and established that Blaga and Barai were linked to a wider criminal network. Hallelujah. You know, a law enforcement unit that looks outside their little case and says, okay, let's don't just keep this in the UK. Let's take, these are, this is a big ring. We have to go after all of them. And we have to do that. All too often, law enforcement just wants to keep it in their own little case, get it solved, get it booked, move on to the next case. Thank you very much at the Mets Trafficking Unit. So before it was over, they executed 39 search warrants and arrested 11 people, including Blog and Barai. So they were on to say that the sophisticated commercial scale operation is one of the largest ever prosecuted by Crown Prosecution Service in London. And it goes on to give their names. Now, these guys are ages 56. The youngest one that I can see here were 28. I think that this is very, very important for all of us around the world to look at this case because it is not unlike what we see here in America, but you are getting a lot more of it in the UK because of the fact, not just the UK and Italy, uh, some France, uh, Spain, and and uh, your Eastern European countries, because of migration, because of uh, what is happening, a movement of people. And in this case, this girl fell in love, as, as it often happens here in the U.S., but think about the life she lived. And what I want to say for her is after at least two and a half, looks like it could have been three and a half years of extreme hardcore abuse, you know, sodomy, kicking, beating, raping, burning, over and over and over, sex all the time, never being able to get out of debt. When the time came, she flew, she fled, <laughs> she ran, she did what needed to happen, and she reported, and she saved at least 249 other girls. Thank you. We must have more of this. Okay, the next segment's coming up in a couple of minutes. I want to talk about a trafficking gang of four with recycling links are jailed. And I believe that the headline on this one might be, uh, it's all about a Polish gang out of the UK where they traffic men here. And uh, I think it, the headline is people traffic gang jail for 50 years on this. And this is an interesting one because what was happening on this is that men were being brought in on labor trafficking. They were being brought in legally. These men already had their own bank accounts. Some of them had credit cards, which they absconded with the uh, trafficker did. And uh, what they did here is that um, they took all of that from them. This was a family business. Let me uh, find this headline for you. Oh, hold on a minute. Tyneside Polish Slave Trafficking Gang Jail. That's the headline that you're going to see on our website. And there are four guys. They look like nasty characters on this. I'm not even going to bother giving them recognition by pronouncing their, their name. But they had been jailed for running a slavery operation which saw Polish nationals trafficked in the UK being used as slaves. These guys were being brought in legally. They actually had their own bank accounts and credit cards. These four guys took over their bank accounts. Not only did they not make the money they thought they were being brought to the UK to earn, 
They had their bank accounts confiscated. They had their credit cards confiscated. And they were taken to the dump and forced to do hardcore menial labor with very little pay. We're up against a break, folks. Stay with us. We're going to get right back to this. We'll be right back. Take Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Well, hello, and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about European trafficking today. Uh, We are doing that because I am very, very concerned at how sophisticated and large-scale these rings are becoming, really with literally hundreds and hundreds of victims, and they are covering multiple countries. Now, the reason why I think that's interesting is that most of us feel like Wow, that's too big for me. These people are tough. I can't get involved in that. And yet, at every turn, these victims and the perpetrators were seen by people in a community. Somebody knew this was going on. And if the victim did not get free, it would not be reported. And I'm saying we need to train people to open their eyes and their ears and to report. 
Well, first of all, let me back up a little bit. Um, you know that my name is Opal Singleton. I run this uh, training blog. It isn't a blog. It's a worldwide radio show. I run this training program because it is my desire to offer free human trafficking training around the globe. I believe as the internet connects all peoples, which is about to happen in the next 36 months, that you are going to see kinds of exploitation global exploitation on record numbers that we have never seen before. So once I recognized that about a year and a half ago, I started uh, this show, Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. More than a million kids are trafficked each year, so we call our organization Million Kids. It is not one million kids, and it's not a million kids. It's just simply Million Kids. I would encourage you to follow Million Kids on Facebook. Just simply go to Facebook, find Million Kids. You'll see us up there. There's another rock band, by the way, called Million Kids, but they're not very big compared to us. So join us. And watch for these cases as we began to educate around the world. If any of you want to donate to this organization, I would highly appreciate it. I'm probably the worst fundraiser in the whole world. And I'm always the last to ask for money. But we cannot do this for free. And if you want to help educate the world about this, you can simply make a donation to www.meandkids.org. Just go right on there. And there's a donate button that Susie has set up for you. And we'd be happy to have you do that because all of the money, by the way, I'm paid through the sheriff department. So money that you give to us goes for educating around the globe. So we are talking about a labor trafficking case. This is a labor trafficking case of Polish nationals that took place in the UK. And I, I want to kind of walk through this. This was a family organization of five people. And as you looked at this, what happened is they were making over a million pounds a year. Now, I haven't looked at the exchange rate lately, but my guess is that's like the equivalent of $1.5 million. What happened is they were recruited for well-paying, legitimate jobs in the UK. They were from Poland. When they arrived, they were forced to live in appalling conditions where they had to scavenge and roam the streets looking for basic furniture such as mattresses, and then they were tricked into low-pay work. So they're in Poland. They think they're going to go to the U.K. and get some real jobs. The gang controlled their finances by taking their bank cards and wages and leaving them a pittance to live on. So what happened here is that as they got to the judge, the judge said this was definitely a family business. It operated from June 2014 to September 2016. Now, that seems like no big deal to you and me when we read that. But again, I want you to understand this is two years and three months. And if this is happening to you, that is an eternity. You know, you think you're never going to get out alive and that you're never, ever going to be recovered. I mean, think about these people. They probably had, if they had bank accounts and they had credit cards, they had some sort of job in Poland, but they went for the higher paying job in the UK. And so we must find ways of doing more research about where they're going. I One of the things I've wanted to take on for a long time is this global 
recruiting agency licensing program where there's some sort of global database for recruitment agencies so that someone in Poland, before they gave somebody $8,000 to get to the UK, could look them up on a global database and find out kind of the Yelp, if you will, of international recruiters. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox now. During that time, they said the Polish victims were enticed to the northeast of UK with the promise of well-paid jobs where they can earn at least four times their wages in Poland. When they arrived, they were put in substandard cramped accommodation which lacked basic facilities and were known as tents in Ethel Street and Atkinson Road. Now, I bet if you're like me, and I am, I'm no different, we drive by the little tent cities here in L.A. and go, oh, those poor homeless people. But we drive right on. And uh, I don't know that we should or shouldn't do that, whether it's safe or not. But I do believe that a lot of those tent cities are housing people who are being greatly exploited. They said they lacked all the basic ideas of modern facilities. Uh, what happened is they were required to scavenge for items they were that was compelling evidence to show they had to roam the streets looking for discarded mattresses. They were put to work through legitimate agencies picking through litter at the waste plants. That made me think I need to look at our dump and find out who's out there sorting that stuff and, and are they legitimate. And that, that is worth looking into. The court heard the gang took control of their victims' bank accounts and took their wages and used abuse and violence against anyone who resisted. If they complained, they were physically assaulted, spat on, and their families were threatened. That is one of the most common kinds of things that happens to a trafficking victim. They constantly threaten the family back home. They're holding their visas. They're holding their uh, passports, and they will threaten that family back home. They were actually taken to get national insurance numbers, and they were taken to banks to open accounts, but, um, but all their documentation and their bank cards were taken from them and withheld on very strict terms. In other words, they not only took everything they had, bank accounts and credit cards, they got them to open up new ones that they could exploit. They were forced into menial labor, involved standing up for eight hours, picking through trash and recycling plants. There are both men and women victims in here. They were left for just a few pounds a week. Pounds is like a dollar to those of you who don't know. Uh, to live on as a gang pocketed the rest. The, the gang used the victims' bank accounts to launder hundreds of thousands of pounds. Nobody knows where the money went. Now, the article started out by saying right in there that they know that they laundered more than a million pounds. That's like uh, uh, $1.5 million. So the reason I point all this out is I want you to think about how do we fix this? Whenever I see a case like this, I don't just read and go, oh my gosh, those poor people. I mean, yeah, they are poor people. However, we need to get serious about fixing this. And this show is about educating people to fix these kinds of cases. What happened here is that somebody must have seen this. They were, you know, five people controlling men and women from Poland. Now, we all have a tendency to look at people from other ethnicities, other cultures, other countries, and we go, well, you know, I don't know, I want to get involved in that, you know. But if you're seeing people taken off to the dump every day, 
Somebody must have seen him going out there. Who operated the dump? Those are legitimate companies. Why didn't they look to see if these people are legitimate in there? You know, what about the families of the victims that saw them go off and didn't hear back? Are they checking up on them? Where can we start to see ways to stop this kind of thing? Well, the next article is people trafficking gang jail for 50 years. And that's the headline on this. People trafficking gang jail for 50 years. The gang of people traffickers made at least 1.2 million pounds. Again, that would be like 1.7 million dollars smuggling illegal immigrants, fugitives and terrorists out of Britain to France has been jailed for more than 50 years. So what happened here is he preyed on poor and desperate people and told parents to drug their children so they didn't make a noise in the lorries. So this is a lorry driver. If you don't know what that is, that's like a taxi. Okay. And he's carting people all over the place. He was happy to help with an undercover reporter from the sun, told him he was hitting to think, think this out. You have a guy who is an undercover reporter tells this taxi driver, I'm heading to Syria to fight for the Islamic state. And, uh, and that he was on the run for the police and this taxi driver never bothered to report it. In fact, he didn't really care. He boasted that he, that he traveled, that he did this all the time, driving lorries from Dover twice a week to Whitechapel. Migrants were taken as far as Paris for 600 pounds. So, okay, let's say that's probably uh, $900. Well, 1,300 pounds, let's say that's $1,700, bought them passage to any country in Europe. So what happened is the journalist who was undercover tipped off the police, thank God, said uh, when they did and they went to research this man, they found 11 men from Bangladesh, five men from Pakistan, and a Bangladesh couple with a toddler. So this guy is carting people around in his taxi and taking them around illegally and charging them to smuggle them around. They said that they had all come to the UK legally, but had overstayed their visas. Now there's a picture of this man. He's trying to hightail it. He knows he's in trouble and he's trying to hightail it. And they picked him up at Heathrow airport as he's on his way to Bangladesh. He's all dressed up in a suit and has a nice looking bag with him. Looks like any professional businessman. Uh, you know, later the court declared him to be a disgrace to himself in the country that gave him a home. But my point is, here's another man who's more than willing to take advantage of the disadvantage. No rules, no questions, no asks. So again, I want to take a look at this. We need to start a global education program. And there are many, many organizations like me and kids out there doing this kind of thing, but we need some way to get a consistent message out there because this is taking place amongst us. We see it and people are reluctant to, to come forward or to say anything. We must pay attention. If we see activity going on in a residence, there are residential brothels. Let's report it. If you see people disappearing in a foreign country, the relatives need to come forward. We need to start to educate people about how Human trafficking takes place, whether it's labor or whether it's uh, U.S. trafficking. In the U.S., you call 1-888-3737-888. We're up against a break. We'll be right back.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced: The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about European uh, European trafficking gangs because we've started seeing the large-scale gangs here, but I follow most human trafficking cases around the world. And I have seen over the last 18 months or so just a massive increase in these gangs. And so I want to help you understand what is taking place. A lot of times we'll see one of these cases like once a month and you go, oh, that's bad. You walk away, but you don't see them in aggregate where you can understand just how prevalent this is and more important what's being done to combat it and how we must address this. So the next one I want to look at is five checks. That's C Z E C H S for us people here in the U S five checks jail for trafficking vulnerable men into the UK. And so what this was is five members of a Czech family that had been jailed for convicting vulnerable men in Britain and forcing them to do hard, humiliating work. There were eight victims. They were made to sleep in a garage of mattresses on a floor, even in a cupboard, had to supplement their ra- their meager rations by foraging in bins for leftovers. They were forced to work in local factories, car washes as domestic servants, and one was compelled to cut a lawn with a knife. Hello, that's sadistic. Almost all the money they earned was taken from them. They were beaten, punched, and told they would be killed if they tried to escape. They said that uh, there were two men and three women in this particular ring. And the ring was run by a woman. And I want that to be made very clear. Her name was Tenkosov, I believe. She was described as the godmother of the gang here. And they said that um, Peter Tenkos was the enforcer who used a baseball bat to assault and threaten the victims. The court heard that the victims had not been 
locked up, but felt trapped because they lacked money and they could not speak English. Then it goes on to say, the court's looking at this about were they being coerced or exploited. One man was beaten with a chair and a baseball bat. Another was forced to shoplift, pushing trolley loads of goods from supermarkets. As part of their humiliation, they were forced to use the garden as a toilet or pay one pound to use a proper lavatory. So what I want, they're saying police estimate dozens of men with drug and alcohol problems were trafficked over several years, earning the gangs hundreds of thousands of pounds. One more time, it's a family. It's a family from Czechoslovakia. It's a family who were abusing others and uh, doing this in the UK. We're abusing men. We're forcing them. Now, one of the things I want to point out is in each and every one of these cases, it took place in the UK, but the perpetrator was from a different country. And, you know, we need to think that out in taking a look at these gangs because, you know, we have a tendency to think, okay, they're here for a better life, and they are, but some of them are abusing the system, and they are abusing outsiders. Okay, I want to just, I'm coming to the close of this. I only have about five minutes, so I don't have time to address all this, but I'm going to at least open the door. I'll probably come back to this at some time in the future. But I want to talk about the issue of the number of Nigerian women being trafficked into Italy in uh, because of what is happening in Libya and Nigeria. It says the number of Nigerian women traveling by boat from Libya to Italy doubled last year. They're saying 80% of the 11,000 Nigerian women registered at the landing points in 2016 were trafficked. Did you get that number? 80% of them have been trafficked then we're seeing a huge increase in Nigerian women. They're likely to end up being exploited further in Italy or other European countries. And so there is an absolute epidemic of Nigerian women coming. They're saying that there's a civil war, and it's not only in Nigeria and, I never can say this country right, Eritrean trafficking gangs who are able to transport large number of people through the country. They're not smuggling gangs. Their intention is to exploit and profit from the migrants they're transporting. So what is interesting here is that here's one where they're coming into Heathrow airport as a transit hub, some of whom are only 18. Now this one is called, it's put out by the government of UK sex trafficking gang dismantle. This uh, is the headline on here. They identified 48 potential victims in a network. They were being taken through Spain, uh, up through Italy, through Spain. And then uh, two female victims were also rescued. Three women were given false, the women were given false promises and forced to travel to Europe where they were forced into prostitution. There is an excellent article that I hope that you'll take the time to read. Uh, It is put out uh, by Al Jazeera and the uh, journalist is named uh, Lori, Lee Laurie. 
L-A-U-R-I-E. I hope to get a hold of Lee. I'm going to try to reach him and see if we can have him on because he was really quite skeptical, but he took his team and he went to one of the Nigerian camps in Italy. And I, I give him credit for being willing to do that. He said, I went to visit a reception center for young girls who are benefiting from the law, uh, which gives childcare specialists more power to look at them. He said, "Once what happened here is that the teenagers explained how female traffickers persuaded them to leave their homes in countries like Nigeria on the promises of a new job. Once they got out of the country, they were threatened and forced into prostitution to pay off a debt. And the trafficker would just make up a number. They invented the figures. That is called debt bondage. He says it's hard to imagine the fear of a 15 or 16-year-old must face when the reality dawns on them. They spoke no French. They got dragged back to their locker room. The experts at the center said almost every girl getting off the boat from Nigeria will have been trafficked. And that is confirmed by what I just read to you, is that 80% of those girls are being trafficked. It appears the trafficking gangs have worked out with thousands of people making the journey across the street, the sea, excuse me. The trafficking gangs have worked out for the thousands of people coming across the sea. It is an ideal cover for them to run a child prostitution ring. The girls who are forced to lawless Libya are either gang repair or just likely spared and put in a dinghy with a phone number on a piece of paper and told to call on arrival. When they call the number on arrival thinking somebody is going to rescue them, that has simply connected them to a new gang in Italy where they disappear. These gangs are running child prostitution under cover of the refugee crisis. I give credit to Lee Laurie for writing that story. I think it is very, very important. I hope this show has been helpful. This is a huge global problem. No one of us is gonna be able to take it on alone. I hope you will join with us and me and kids. It is our desire to get the show around the world. It is absolutely free. We don't charge anybody. We raise the funds to pay for it. And if you wanna donate, you can do that by going to www.meandkids.org. But I want this show in the hands of missionaries around the world, nonprofit organizations, friends and family, people all over Europe, people in Nigeria, you know, people in Zimbabwe, people in India. We need to get the word out about how people are exploited and how to crack these big gangs and how to support law enforcement so that we can do something about it. Well, my name is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I would hope that you follow us wherever you are in the world. Just go on to Facebook and find me and kids and like us. Write to me at opal at meandkids.org. And if you have a case to report, report it at 1-888-3737-888. Thanks for being with us. Share this show with everyone you know, and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.